This is a test of the Bounty Park alert system. gets to a point towards the end of the season where you're glad it's over with Latics, isn't it? It's, it happens yeah. every year. It's like, yeah. I've had enough of this shit now. <laughs> can we just can we just call it a day? We're, we're going to finish 17th. We know that now. Um, <laughs> let's just let's just forget about it. It's just gravity, isn't it? It's just science. We're going to end up 17th, whether we like it or not, no matter what we do. <laughs> it's happening, isn't it? It's happening. Yeah, it really absolutely. is. So I hit I hit record just then because just before that um, everybody was like Steve said everyone seems to be in a remarkably happy mood. We're, we're recording the match after the Morecambe game. Um, I've been out and about. I've been busy. I, last time I saw the score, it was four one, and then I just checked before we came on and I saw that it was four three. So we saw we obviously made a bit of a fist of it to, in the second half because uh, we were losing four one at half time, weren't we? So did anyone watch three one three one half time? Yeah. Who, who yeah. watched it? And then they, did they score just after our time? Then did they as well? Yeah. yeah. So two yeah, early goals did, each yeah. half, like standard latics of old, really. How was it? Because yeah. I, I I watched um, the Stevenage game, and then I I, I thought because we've not really been on and chatted about footy for a while, so thought we'd have a quick natter about that before we get onto some more sort of PTB related stuff. So we've got Steve and Will and Adam from from Push the Boundary with us today. Bit of a haphazard introduction, really. I don't care. Right? The sun's shining. I'm having a booze later, um, and I'm, I'm I'm just throwing caution to the wind. But um, I'm just happy you remembered me now this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I watched Stevenage and then I thought, I'm not going to bother watching Crawley. I can't be bothered. Um, and so we went out and played really well, 1-4-1. Uh, watched Colchester, obviously. That was a good performance, good result, good win, five goals. Uh, today I nearly watched it, uh, but then sort of things changed and I had to do a few things and I didn't bother in the end. Um, so not not the worst game to miss. Who watched it and how was it? Yeah, we all watched it. It was yeah. as you'd expect, really. Was it was it as poor in the because I was looking at the stats? It wasn't uh, we that had bad, something like sixty odd percent possession, and throughout the game, was it was it did they batter us in the first half or? We probably had a what a 10, 15 minute spell, didn't we? Where we were, we were all right, and we I think we caused them a few problems. But I think other than that, it, it, we were on the back foot, weren't we? For pretty much the entire game, I think even the two goals at the end we were just from set pieces. It's not like we were. You know, controlling the play. So it was just bad defending as usual, was it? Was it that situation? Yeah, definitely. It's. I, I don't. Uh, I'd seen a uh, Laurie Walker on Twitter. I think it was yesterday or the day before, saying he had a back issue. And then he's played today, and every time he's gone to the ground, it looks like he's been back in issue. Was it a back issue or a back four issue? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably been carrying the back four for the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. I don't understand why we've got a sub-keeper on the bench if we're not willing to play him. He must be absolutely atrocious if they're not willing to use the sub-keeper. I don't understand it. We're literally putting another youth team on the bench. Give him an opportunity. Yeah. Season's gone. We're not going up. No, we're not going down. Try try different. I know the youth team have had quite a poor season, but for our own, so give them a chance, I would say now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah he, he he seems to have done something, doesn't he, Bill? Boy, he doesn't he doesn't get a sniff, does he? Well, well, he played the season two instead. 
Yeah. Yeah, but well, he's yeah. Under, isn't isn't Bilbo on one of the people that is under one of the players that's under contract for next season? Uh, 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 Have we got an option on him? I think. I think, I think it's think an option. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound like we'll be taking it, does it? No, Adam, will you just do us a favour and just watch the scratching of your um, mic on your collar? It's just, okay. Uh, it kind of keeps going in the background and just that that cheap PTB shit. Yeah. Yeah. 100% polyester. Speaking of PTB. Available in all good charity shops. (laughs) (laughs) Someone will snap it up and see it in a charity shop. I I I noticed a photograph of Joe Royal trying to steal one of you the other day, Adam. Oh, you know, he just popped round to my house, you know, casually. Um, <laughs> a nick to a nick to PTB shirt off your uh, washing line. It did, yeah. It did, yeah. He's a, he's a scouser, um, isn't he? End of the day. I was, I was, I was trying to tussle <laughs> it off, him. that's what it was. That's what the picture was. Trying to tussle it off, him. Tussle it off, him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was. Uh, he's good. He's. Uh, he was going, actually going out for a drink with John Erste, who used to play for us as well. So he's uh, still still going, and was more than happy to talk about Latics for ages. So it was good. Yeah, and he's yeah. in good Looking form, God, well, isn't he? Is he well? Oh yeah, he's a uh, cracking, cracking good. form. He's a uh, healthy and tell me he's had both his COVID jabs, so he's a uh, COVID safe now. So uh, no, he's a uh, he's looking good, cracking bog. Do he good. need to have a higher dose to to get round his big head? <laughs> say that to his face. Say that to his face. <laughs> <laughs> Legend, though, eh? Legend. Absolutely. Oh, very Don't special. Like anymore, do they? Very special place in the uh, in the heart of a of an Oldham fan, particularly of an Oldham fan of a of a certain age. You know, I mean. Right. And this just this is the thing, isn't it? It's like once once you reach that status at a football club, you, you just you, you you just remain special for the lifespan of 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 fans don't you it's just you know like people like that people of that era are are so special to us and they always will be they'll always be our heroes it doesn't matter what they whether they leave and go off and do something elsewhere or whatever that they just stay as your heroes don't they and it's uh i think that's part of the thing with um with like shares in it and you know you if you i don't know if uh i don't mean i don't do it often but if you go on that the swindon town sheridactyl yeah, it's like they cannot stand Sheridan, can they? <laughs> no, no, no hate him. They really can't. And then it's like you just sort of read through all the comments, and it's like, how can you not like Shes? It's Shes. I send I, I send your tweet out just just to poke the fire and just see what's going on, and they don't like it. They do not like it. it mu- there must be a bit of a. It must be a cultural thing. We must like him because he's like. Northern, Northern, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's been, yeah. And, and obviously that the way that they communicate down there is a little, a little less sharp because he is quite sharp, isn't he? But we like that about him. But um, yeah, he's still in with a chance of keeping him up as well, isn't he? Considering so, Swindon Towns have have ceased. Um, this kind of links onto what we'll be talking about with uh, the trust, uh, PTB, and all that because you lads have met with um, the trust in the last week, and we've the foundation. Got the tr- Sorry, yeah, yeah, okay, the foundation. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not sure it rolls off the tongue, though, uh, the foundation, to be honest. But anyway, that's by the by. It um, takes a little bit longer to put in a WhatsApp message. I'd prefer they were called the, the Rebel Alliance or something. That's when, if, if P2E <laughs> come taken, together, mate. it'd be like the Rebel Alliance <laughs> taking on the dark, you know, taking on the Empire and uh, lots of Star Wars analogies. But um, 
what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, Swindon Town have ceased communication with their trust, haven't they, I noticed, on Twitter. Any of you guys pick up on that during the week? Yeah, noticed that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, I know, uh, I don't know masses about the Swindon situation. I know, is it is it Lee Power that's in charge there? It is, yeah. Um, there's a, there's yeah. a lot of ongoing issues in there in relation to how he's funding the club and um, how he's literally just bringing his mates in uh, to do things and not really doing it properly, which sounds very familiar. Hang on. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, was also, there was also a tweet I noticed from Northampton fan talking about it. Um, about the about fans ignoring the situation at their club, and again the parallels, you know, because we live in an olden bubble, don't we? And I think we 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 look at everything that's going on at Latics, um, and obviously we can't spend we spend enough time focusing on Latics without being able to focus all our attention on what's happening in every other football club. But there are obviously a lot of parallels throughout the football community, um, clubs particularly of at our level and not just at our level up in the championship and things like that as well, where this is a serious time and clubs are uh, going through changes and post COVID is going to be very different to pre COVID. And it does make you wonder what the football landscape is going to look like after all this. Um, there's some big clubs, yeah. clubs like Chef Wednesday, Derby that have, you know, got big, big debts and, Clubs in the lower ends like Swindon and Northampton, whoever, we're, what's it going to look like afterwards? Is it going to be a more even battle, uh, playing field? Are we are we all just going to be a lot? Is football going to be operating on a lot lower budgets? Do you think there's? Do you think that kind of thing's going to happen or, or what? They tried that, didn't they? I think we'll we'll I think touched on this in the week when we when we met the trust. And, you know, I think the trust were talking about sorry foundation. Sorry. Um, That's going to take a long about, time um, to, make, to do that. The, the Rebel we? Alliance were talking about the um, <laughs> uh, just about the fact that um, they're sort of looking to bring measures in to you know regulate football much better. And obviously, this is much further down the line. And, and I think I think Will hit the nail on the head when he said people will find find a way around it. You know. Simple as that. And, you know, everything that's been brought in, you know, you look at, they brought the salary cap in, didn't they, which which was a great idea. And then within a few months, it's scrapped because the PFA, you know, have decided that it's not fair. Um, it's not fair on the players. So, you know, teams just, I think, was it when was it when we spoke to Kieran Maguire on the pod? And I think we said, you know, have lessons been learned as a result of all this? And will lessons be learned? And he just said, no, no, they won't. And, it, and that's, you know that's that seems to be that seems to be how it's going, doesn't it? Will really? it simply mean that there's just a larger divide? Do you think? Do you think there'll be a lot more clubs that have got a lot less money, and then the same number of clubs that have got all the money? Uh, do you think that maybe it will have an effect on clubs at maybe the Championship, top of League One level, like those bigger clubs, um, and bring them maybe a bit more into line with some of the smaller clubs? Do you think there's a potential for that at like a, a, a mid level? I think if maybe if a couple of teams go bump as a result of all this, it might make people sit up and take notice. But there seems to be so much protection around clubs, you know, given, being given advances on loans and things like that. You've got big project, big picture sniffing around in the in the background, um, and it's whether that will just kind of kick a problem a little bit further down the road. I'm not sure, but if a couple of clubs go bump, then maybe it'll just make teams think, you know, what I've got a 
tighten my belt here a bit. Mm. Do you think we'll just always be talking about the same things with football, <laughs> generation after generation? I think the money's gone too much. high now. I think the money's gone too high now to drag it back. I think that was interesting. They've left well. it go so long that you know, how, how do you rein it in when people like the PFA are going to keep getting involved and saying, "Well, it's not fair on the players." Yeah, but you've then got to bring it back to, well, "Is it fair on the club? Is it fair on the fans that have to suffer like Macclesfield have?" Now they've put a a four G pitch in now because they're going to be playing semi professional football. It's it's poor, isn't it? Well, the the, the other. Um factor in that and the other group of people you didn't mention uh, then Adam is agents and there was that agent report that was out there recently um, how much teams had spent and I read the article from the chairman of Gillingham who was saying how he just won't pay them <laughs> he just he, he he works it so that he doesn't pay agents uh, occasionally he has to but he, he tries to work it so that he doesn't have to and just the you know the you know, agents do drive up the cost of footballers and football, don't they? And it has a knock-on effect. And and they get really, really rich off the back of it. And agents have never been particularly popular beyond looking after a player's interest. I guess the clubs aren't massively fond of them. Fans aren't massively fond of them for the fact that they drive up the cost of football. Uh, we have a one as an owner, so <laughs> obviously that's would would attract that. But, uh, you know... the. <sighs> They're not going anywhere, are they? Unless there's a unless there's a joined up approach to to dealing with it throughout the throughout the game. Yeah, I, I think I think Adam I think Adam's sort of nailed it. Really, I think the game's too far gone. There's too much money at the top of the game that it wants people, you know, to make people strive for for that kind of existence. Um, and whilst that's there, I don't think I don't think much will change, to be honest. Um, but you know, we you've got. All you can do is keep keep hoping. You know, you've got you know you've got Ashley from the FSA that that is obviously striving hard to sort of try and bring regulation like that 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 in. But it's it's difficult. You know, it's tough to to bring it all together. Um, we've just got to hope that, like you say, the post COVID landscape isn't isn't too catastrophic for a lot of local teams. You know, like Adam says, you know, we've got you've had Berry that's gone bump, we've had Mac that's that've gone bump. I mean, thankfully, you know, Mac of Mac of sort of risen from the ashes a little bit haven't they with it all you know I think they've um, they've got seemingly decent people in charge you know they've um, they've got they've sorted the ground out which is great you know you can recover from these situations and I think that's that's the positive that you've got to take from this is that just because it's bad now doesn't mean it's always going to be that way well that's that that brings us nicely to to um, to you lads push the boundary meeting with the trust because obviously the trust have released their strategy and you guys have had a meeting to talk to them about that. You know, the reason Macclesfield bounced back quickly, there was there was obviously people circling or around and there was some kind of readiness because it all happened quite quickly. So obviously with Latics, the financial situation, um, what we've all been concerned about is worst case scenario, are we going to be ready to, to do something about it? What was your feedback from the meeting how did it go it was quite positive i thought um yeah we discussed the strategy and uh, one of the things that, that i brought up in in the meeting was that the, the strategy is quite broad so they mentioned things about you know 
for the, things for the youth team, things for you know the ACV and buying the ground, or things for a contingency fund. And it, for, for me, that's a bit broad. So we discussed that with them, and um, I said, like, if you're going to be raising money from the fans, you need to be a bit more focused. You, you need to kind of decide what it is that you're raising money for, and and have that as your focus have that and say right okay i'm not saying this is what they're doing but say right we need a, a contingency contingency fund if we go into admin and you know we'll, we'll use that money so people know that yes we're giving this money over and that's what it's for rather than saying well well we might use it for the for the youth team and we might use it for this and we might use it for that so um yeah they took that took that on board and i think that I think that's probably what they're working towards anyway. But it's, I think, having us say that to them might make sure they focus on doing that. I don't know. How did yeah. they come about with the strategy? I mean, I've got the trust on next week, so, you know, I can ask these questions to them. But, you know, based on what their actual remit is um, to ensure football at or Oldham in the future and yeah do you think that they've, they've they've sort of overthought it a little bit or they've still not quite sort of hit the nail on the head in terms of what their actual purpose is then at the minute because it does sound it, I, I get what you mean like it does sound a bit too broad and, and they need to be maybe a bit more focused on emergency type situation I think they're still working yeah. towards it yeah I think that's your work in progress isn't it yeah, yeah. I think it is I think, I think to be honest it, it they probably need to understand where the club is at at this very point, you know, in time. Um, I think when when it comes to things like, you know, raising money for the youth team or, or player share or um, whatever it whatever else it may be, you know, that that's great. You know, getting getting money in that that can serve the club well is 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 great. But is that what we need at this very moment? You know, probably not. I think we're. I think we're probably we're probably all looking a little bit more short term. Um, and I know when we did the working groups um, towards the end of last year, you know, the clear message that came out from all the working groups. I know you were in one as well, Matt. That was that people. It was almost like, well, forget what's happening within the club. You know, we need to be we need to be ready. You know, we've spoken to Leighton Orient. We've spoken to um, Stockport. Um, we've spoken to to Ashley, at, at, you know, from the FSA about his, his experience with Portsmouth, and they all say the same thing: is that they weren't ready. Yeah, we spoke to Bury. Bury weren't ready. Yeah, Bury fans. Yeah, yeah, Sunny, uh, yeah, yeah. Brentford, yeah. Brentford fans were ready, and and look what happened. So, yeah. So, do you do you think then that the, that the trust um, have got what the fans are thinking? Do you think they've focused enough attention on getting feedback from fans in relation to? To building this strategy, or do you think it's been a little bit more internalised in, in terms of what they think they need to be doing? Because that's the way I I look at it. You know, in terms of what you've done, in terms of getting feedback from fans, and then just you know putting that next to what they've come up with. I think there is some of that from the. I think there is some of that from the fans, but I think maybe it's also been gone off in a little bit of another direction as well. So maybe that's something to do with how the trust themselves are, are feeling within their own um, group, you know, maybe there's a few different opinions in, in terms of where they should be going. And obviously we can ask them next week 
on that but that does suggest that that's that's the thinking and, you know i think with ptb you've got a very clear directive you, you know what i mean um whereas it doesn't seem like with them they have that clear directive still at, the, at this moment in time and you've taken it from the fans or from a larger number of fans which is obviously for me the best way to represent people is to is to to get a broad range of of opinions and 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 use that as your as your guide. To be fair, I think it's probably harder during the current climate to engage people the same. Um, obviously, when we run our focus groups and things, with I think the most that we had on a on one particular group was six. So a, a, any further, unless you're doing something like a survey, is going to be difficult to get people's opinions when we were looking at forming push the boundary and we were you know we we're going to games listening to what people were saying just you know is dropping into what people were saying and the feelings around the ground and i don't think you can do that at the current time because you only see whether it's on twitter or facebook you go to a game you get it all don't you you get it all of what people want and what people aren't happy with and I think for us that was perfect because we were going to games and you could hear what the issues were with people. And but I think that first-hand contact is key to progressing things. So, like the other lads have said, I think it's they are progressing it, but it's going to be difficult at the minute to try and get any message out because of the times that we're in. Especially with the image yeah. that, that the trust have as well. Um, you know, historically that the fans don't back them. Um, so it, it's going to be difficult for them to engage with fans because pe- fans don't want to engage with them. But, you know, first and foremost, the foundation, they are fans themselves. So they only want what's best for the club. It's just that Absolutely. they're not always the quickest at doing anything about it. And that's and that's a lot of it's down to the way that they're set up and... Uh, and uh, they are volunteers, um, and you know it just takes a bit of a bit of a bit of time with that. And that's hopefully you know it's why, off the back of the focus groups that we had, and you know, we looked into fundraising and things and and setting up something up. But the the amount of red tape and the amount of work that would would go into raising raising money, you have to have like set up as a company or a charity, etc. And you know, again, it's. Yeah. When you've got the trust there. No, We've got the capability to do that. Yeah. The frustration yeah. is, the frustration I feel is, you know, it's you've you guys have not had that much contact with them over time. It's been quite hard for you to get into meetings and stuff. You guys have, have been in contact with people. People want to give you information. If people don't want to relate directly to the trust and they're struggling like the point you've just made, Will, you can do that. You can do that on their behalf. You know, um, you get good responses to your, to your to your stuff. So, you know, there could have been ample opportunity for them to to to, to read the room um, through you guys, rather than having to reach out and do it themselves. And like you said, well, the volunteers have limited time. It's divide. It's about dividing up responsibilities. You guys do this. We'll do this. Let's work together. Do you did you come away from that meeting feeling that that is something that? is likely to happen and ha- and and when i mean that i mean i don't mean you're going to talk to them once a month because that we're not going to get anywhere doing that are we do you feel that there is mm. more of that urgency where you guys are going to be communicating more and doing more and and taking more action in the immediate future to get things where you want them where we all want them 
Yeah, I mean, we've 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 already pulled together our thoughts on how we think or how we would like to see things proceed, um, and we've we've you know we've sent that back to them, um, and and we've been honest because you know if if we're not honest with each other, then then there's no point. You know, if we just sort of tell them and sit there and nod and say that yeah, we think this is a great idea and it'll definitely work. We've got we've got to be critical. We like we we'll, we like that as a group. You know, if we're not all not happy with something, then it doesn't go out. Um, so you know, it's 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 only fair that we do that with with the trust as well. Um, and I think it, it, with regards to the urgency side of it, I think you know we would like to think that you know I think their fear is that that if you know if Abdallah walks away tomorrow and stops paying the bills, then we're in trouble. But I don't. I don't necessarily think that they had any inclination as to whether that was something that was going to happen in two weeks or two months or two years. Um, so you know, it, there simply has to be urgency in, in setting this up, just so that we've got a good slug of money in there for when, if you know, whatever the worst happens. Um, and if we've got to force that urgency, then then we have to force that urgency and, and sort of, you know, with all due respect, make them work to our pace rather than than the pace that they've perhaps worked to in the past. Yeah. It's going to be one of those as well. It's like Steve just said there, it's got to be something that we can back as a as push the boundary. It's got to be something watertight that the fans will get on board with to make it viable. And at the same time, it's got to be something that the trust and push the boundary can work together with. Because I think all groups need to be working on one side if you are to look at something like a contingency fund, because otherwise it's not going to work. You need everyone singing off the same hymn sheet and yeah. pushing in that right direction. And I think, I think from that meeting, you know, there was a lot of urgency from uh, the trust in relation to getting something sorted. So hopefully, like I said, there is a like Will said, there is a lot of red tape and stuff that we need to try and sort out before we go ahead with it but it is something that's being worked on and if we can push it quicker than we you know than it's going at the minute then we will do and I think you know I think the other don't leave it as that it's not going to be a case of we're not working hard to get it done but we're doing what we can we're doing what yeah. we can and the thing is as well like you're dealing with you're dealing with people's money here as well you know you're not you're not you're not this is different to you know selling a selling a badge for a couple of quid and and or selling a, a charity shirt for a, you know for thirty quid. You say this that is, you, badges you, were bloody hard work. They were, they were, they were bloody hard work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for me. You did it all. Um, but but you know this. You're asking people to dip into the pocket, and 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 I think if you're going to do that, the the message that goes out to fans has got to be crystal clear you know i'm 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 what we tried to stress to them and I'm, and I'm sure that like when they come on the pod you know you you will ask them why they're raising money yeah what are they raising money for yeah. and and if and if that answer isn't concise and incredible then people won't back it yeah it's you know we're the same if we if you can't if you can't believe in something then you're not going to put you're not going to put money into it so that message as to why we're raising money i think has to be absolutely perfectly clear to fans yeah I agree. in order to get the maximum um output from it yeah 
definitely. I mean, like somebody said before, all the other stuff that the players share the academy. That's when things are things are going really well, and you can do that. Um, the oh, fucking hell, I was going to say something. I was waiting the whole time we were talking, and I keep, I keep forgetting what it was. Um, Sign of age, mate. I know it really is. Uh, it's something about fun. Something to do with fundraising. Someone start. Someone start talking because it's going to be good listening for the podcast. <laughs> I was. I wanted to try and do it so that it was unedited today. It's like, but that's going to work. Oh God. Um, what was it yeah, I think. I think for us, it, it, we need to get to a point where we we believe in in what they're doing it, so we can back it. So you know, working together, giving them feedback, and and helping them mold what 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 it is that they're working on. Um, so so fans can back it as well yeah and uh, and, and you look at a gap though aren't there Uh, obviously between us doing the working groups and us coming to this point but January no excuses but January December January were a bit difficult for us a couple of us had Covid a couple of us were ill and stuff so it it wasn't ideal and it was quite a a tough month but Mm. we're all uh, eager to get things moving now and Last couple of weeks, we have been engaging with people and I've been trying to push things again. So hopefully uh, we can get moving in the right direction. And hope, I'm a hope. I keep saying hope. You know, that's why you've got to hope that... Rebellion, rebellions are built on hope, Adam. Rebellions that's exactly are it, mate. Hope. Exactly that. <laughs> I've remembered what I was going to say. I Ray. think the thing is with the... No, yeah. yeah, yeah the thing is with all this... <laughs> and it's in, with all this Shut up, because I'll forget again. Who's <laughs> <laughs> really trying to get it out? It's like, the thing with this is, all this has to be done, and really importantly, all has to be communicated to the club that this is not an anti-club thing, an anti-club stance. This this issue of making sure that there is something in the pot, that there is a structure, that there is a plan, there's a strategy, is a worst-case scenario situation to protect the long-term interests of the football club in the town and that has to be and that's why the first really important point is that there is that rebel alliance and that makes it sound like adversarial when you say that but that the, the, the supporters come together as as a with two distinct roles as the trust the foundation has one role the supporters group has another role the fans buy into both of those roles and that those things support the long-term longevity of the football club it's not a case of we're all trying to get pull ourselves together so that we can gang up on the football club that has to be very and that's where paul hughes or whoever is going into the boardroom has to communicate that message and be very, very strong in their personality and say, we are, we are protecting the fans and the club's interests and this is our remit and this is our strategy and, and, and work and with the club on that, you know what I mean? And to be fair to the, the foundation, they have discussed it with the club. Yeah. They have yeah, said we... that they've said that they're looking at setting this up um, and it's not anything to do with the, the club. It is a case, it's a... You know, worst case scenario type thing, but they they have said to the club, "This is happening." It is it is to do with the club and the owners. Don't <laughs> don't say it too loud because they're making a mess of it. But <laughs> but the thing is, even if everything was going really really well, and even if the club was healthy, you still need this in place. That's the point of it. It needs to be ready 
And there's always going to be days that you need it more, uh, you know, some days it's going to seem like a distant requirement, but it always needs to be ready, doesn't it? Because we've seen what can happen in football. Things can change very, very quickly. And you can think yeah. that everything's rosy in the garden and it, and it really isn't. And and so that's why the trust being on top of the accounts and the finances and, and, and what is really going on within the club is really, really important. And But just being in that state of rev- readiness and, and not getting complacent. I mean, the chat that I had with Darren Radcliffe uh, a few weeks ago, um, the, what I got from that was, and there's there's lots of other things we can talk about, Barrio and things like that, but it, it, for me, it, it, the trust never really knew what it were doing. And it was just doing its best. And people were quite, it wasn't necessarily getting the right people. You know, you know, it was making do a lot of the time. It seemed like when even the way that Darren described it, how he ended up as the fans rep on the board was just more of a by accident. And I'll do it because I'm here kind of thing, which is not great. It's not, doesn't mean he was the right person for the job. I'm sure he did his best and all the rest of it. But that's all you know, we have to we have to give people a bit of slack for that, but we also have to say, well, we need to make sure that we are getting the right people in the right positions to do the right things, uh, and that needs to be a priority. And it seems to me like we've got one of the older football supporters foundations in. You know, I think Brentford's was the first, and that was in two thousand and one, and ours is two thousand and four, so it's pretty early on. It should be really, really strong at this stage. As a result, you know, we've got a lot of learning that we can look back on, a lot of experience. So it seems that there's been a lot of mistakes in the past. We need to draw a line under that, don't we, and and and, and move forward and do things right from this point onwards. Yeah, and we I, do and things think... right round here. Let's all know it. Yeah, yeah but there is that I, one I, common denominator, isn't there, over like 15 years of the trust, and that's Barry Owen. You know what I mean? So I mean, yeah. he's, he's not Mister Popular for for nothing, is he? But you know, that's that's history now, isn't it? That's been and gone. Yep. Well, yeah. I, I think it's key that um, I think someone will know when the Blues mentioned it about making sure push the boundary and the foundation and doing the same job. So there's no need for the trust, for example, to meet with Carl. We can box that. Yeah. Get the trust engaging with the people further up the, you know, the hierarchy and getting deep, getting information from them. We can box Carl. There's no issue with that. We have good communication with him. Get them speaking to people further up. Get the answers that we need from them and working alongside each other, not for each other, but so we're not duplicating work so we can get somewhere a lot quicker. And I think that's what's key about these meetings now that there needs to be a, a line drawn as to what we do and what they do. Problem you got with that is though is you've got Abdallah who hasn't been in the country since September. You've got Mo who's apparently not in the country anymore. Who are who are the trust gonna to speak to? And yeah, okay, you can, there are Zoom calls and stuff, but do you see Mo and Abdallah putting themselves out to, to get on a Zoom call with if with they're the in foundation? board meetings with the foundation. Do you think board then... meetings are happening? I think they said they've had one, haven't they? Again, again, well, he's, he's gone mean, on the board. A, it's a fair point, but that's that's up to the trust to make sure that those things are happening, and and report back. 
if they're not and say, look, which <laughs> the board meetings aren't happening or the board meetings aren't good enough or this is not this is not right. We've got the fans rep on 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 the board, Richard Borden, like, you know, he should be liaising with the trust or talking to push the boundary and saying the board meetings aren't, you know, it's about account accountability. I don't want to be coming on the podcast and just busting everybody's balls just for the sake of it. But like what we're saying here is let's get this accountability. Let's get these roles and these, uh, these strategies in place so that we can all work together and know who's supposed to do what. Um, it, it seems to me very, very obvious that you've got the club who are accountable to the trust who are accountable to push the boundary, who are accountable to the fans. And it kind of works in an, in, in, in that sort of chain, if you like, if we commune, that's how we communicate through to the club and back. It's not rocket science, but then it's just establishing people within each of those organizations with particular roles. So you guys as push the boundary have particular roles and you do particular things. I should imagine you all got certain skills and, and whatnot. Same in the trust, same at the club. And everybody just needs to work together. Yeah, you said before, we're all fans. We are all fans, but we all have different ideas about how things should be done. That's normal. We all have different experiences and different ideas. It takes clear, effective communication, regular. We have to be able to empathize and see each other's points of view. And you have to take the ego out of it. And I believe that one of the big problems that we've had with the trust with the club over the years is ego people's individual egos get in the way of what is best for the club and for everybody and you have to take yourself out of that equation you have to be able to say you have to be able to take criticism if you do something that isn't great without taking it personally uh, and say yeah did i really act in my own best interest there or did i act in the best interest of the fans and the club and whatever um and i know that you guys agonize over that kind of thing in terms of your communications and what you put out and stuff like that and that's what we need going forward and if we can if everyone can just look each other in the eye and say that they're doing that um then we'll get a lot further a lot quicker won't we yeah of course we will and you know it, it was like with the fund you know it, it, there's no point in us trying to compete or or them trying to compete with us in terms of of doing something like this because well you know we probably both just end up doing something that resembles a half-assed job you know at some point we knew that we we're going to have to come to try and work together for the best outcome you know other other clubs have done it with their they've they've sort of dovetailed quite nice, nicely with their their trust and their supporters groups in order to get things done you know bit of a good cop bad cop and you know we're we're perfectly happy with that. At the end of the day, you know we we want the best for this football club. We are supporters of this club, and and we want the best on on and off the pitch. We don't we don't want to we don't want to care what's happening off the pitch. I think that's that's the point. Yeah. And there's too much focus. You know you know you look at you look at this this pod for example. You know we've we've spent five minutes talking about the game, and and the rest of it has been talking about how we resolve stuff that's happening off the football pitch and and it shouldn't be that it should be talking about which players we need to sign in the summer you know in order to sort of push us further up the lead and uh, the league and, and and start us challenging for, for promotion but but we're not we're sat here discussing other things and and that's frustrating and and you know one of the things that we mentioned to 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 the to the foundation is is um is that you know almost forget that you're in the foundation for a for, for one moment and just 
act as fans. You know, what, what as a fan, what would you want to hear? What was what is the message that you want to hear? And and think about that rather than the fact that oh well, you know, we're a, we're a you know we're a limited company. We're on you know we're on companies' house. We've got directors, etc. Just forget all that. Just think. I'm bothered by what, that. What, no, exactly. You're bothered about. Absolutely. You know, just act as supporters. Uh, yeah, and 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 communicate like a supporter as well. Talk, you know what I mean. You're talking to other fans. There's a time and a place for 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 formality. There's a time and a place for, you know, just because you're a company doesn't mean you have to communicate so, you know, stuffily. And I think that's one of the issues that the trust have had. And I think that's how you tend to communicate better is, as an organisation. You tend to speak in a language which is more relatable to to a wider number of people. So there's there's that kind of issue that the trust needs to address. I think they need to humanise themselves a bit. You know what I mean? Because um, they're just people, like at the end of the day, like, um, and they're all doing the best. I've no doubt about that. Um, but it's there, there is a bit of an image thing, and there is a time issue. That is what is really it's been so frustrating because you know it's we've got this strategy and you know there's some decent points on it but when i was waiting for this like i was thinking all oh, right okay this is going to be quite a document do you know what i mean this is going to have a lot in it and it was just like one page of a4 paper with a few points on it and my initial thought was oh right okay well where's the substance to it and how much more has been has gone on in the background it's up to me to ask them next week about putting flesh on the bones and, and, and what else they've done. But I thought if it's taken seven months to come up with just that list of things on a piece of paper, then we really we really are in trouble because and and the memorandum of understanding, which I thought was also going to be quite a serious bit of a documentation. And that was again was just one more piece of paper. And I'm thinking to myself, these things don't seem very complicated, but they've taken a long time. They've taken sort of seven months since the new board was was put together. So I worry that if that is all that there is, and I'm sure there isn't, there must be more, but I need to find out from them next week what that more is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's absolutely. all little things like when, when we set up, we always said we'd get stuff out sharp. We'd never sit on anything because things get delayed, things start piling up, and that's where you've got issues. Um, and and it served us well. And I think all the lads will agree. Like I know Steve spends most of his days typing out notes, and which is a credit to him because he, he does a cracking job on them. But, um, you know, it's one of those that we do it and we chip at the notes that are there to make sure they're right and, look over them and over and over and the amount of drafts that we do of each thing to make sure that it's bang on but out there on time because four or five days no one's bothered no because it's gone it has to be timely doesn't it and and and, you know the thing about having people we've all got jobs and it's we're all volunteers and that it's like with the with this podcast i have to get it out when it's relevant i have to put the work in when it needs to be done and it takes up a lot of time but because I see the value in it and I think it's important, I do it. And that same thing I saw for the trust, if you haven't got the time to put the relevant effort in and time in, then don't be on the trust. Get somebody else in who is, or get help from people so that it's done. But there seems that lack of urgency and the lack of timeliness and, and promptness and has been very, very frustrating. And that has been where you can't leave room for doubt. If you leave room for doubt, People will fill it 
with rumour, with annoyance, and that's what's happened. So they need to pick up the pace. That's what it seems to me is the most yeah, important I mean, the, the, thing. Then they'll start the, getting better feedback and, and a better response as a result. Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't. I don't think it'll take much to, to turn the tide. Um, and you know, and we'll we'll give them all the pointers that that they need. And you know, we're by far from perfect. We know that. We know that. Nobody and, expects and perfection, always, Steve. Nobody expects perfection. No. And we always, you know, we, we always want to do more. But we'll, if, if, there's, if there's certain areas that we can help them out with in order that, that benefits everybody, then then we'll we'll be on hand to we'll be on hand to do that. You know, I think like you were saying about the timeliness of it all. Like the club's in a precarious position at the minute. You know, we're getting to the end of a season. It's another nothing season. Yeah, it's been it has been entertaining. You know, in some of the games, but ultimately, it's it's just another year of of this regime of failure. <laughs> yeah, on the pitch. you know, and and, and we we've got to be looking at getting to a position the start of next season where the situation, the landscape looks better. You know whether that's you know the the the, the north stand situation, whether that's the ownership. You know, I mean, how how much time has has, has Abdallah got left, really? You know, in in the fans' eyes, you know, we're, how much we're just time has he got along. left in his eyes? He, he can't yeah. be enjoying this situation very much, can he? He can't be enjoying this experience. It's not going the way he thought it was going to go when he started. You know, he, he must have grave doubts about what he's doing. Um, and and again, this is the kind of thing you know people about talk, him talk talk about him walking away and stuff. It's a precarious situation when when you've got an owner of a football club who wants out and he's prepared to sell to the first person who comes along and makes him an offer. That is not a good situation to be in, you know. Um, mm. Corny always said, "I'm only going to sell this football club to the right person," <laughs> uh, and uh, well, that didn't, that didn't go too well. So if you've got an owner who's who's not even got that in his in his in his mind, he's just kind of I need out. That's where you end up in in trouble. So the urgency from the point of view of being ready from the trust point of view, is really, really serious. Like, we do need to be moving through the gears pretty quickly on this one, on this one because we really don't know what's around the corner, do we? No, no, exactly. And, and that's certainly something that, you know, we're going to be pushing at our end anyway. So we'll just have to see how we go with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, for a one of trying, put it no, that way. I think, there's, yeah. I, I think there are... I'm, ha I'm much happier with Key Curl in the job than Harry Kewell. Um, I think like the inconsistency of the performances and it is down to the players and their inconsistencies as opposed to Curl. I think uh, I like what I've seen from Key Curl. I like the way he talks. I like the way that he, he wants to try and put a settled team out every week um, rather than Harry Kuehl's ridiculous rotation system. Um, he's he's got a he's got a formation that that he wants to play in, which I think is potentially an exciting, quite attacking formation. Um, I'd be quite happy to, to to give to see him stay and and give him a window too. And you know, uh, the last thing we need really is another change of manager um, after all this, isn't it? You know I mean, I, 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 I'm going to assume I can see you nodding, so I'm assuming you guys think the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've been, you know, he feels a steady pair of hands, doesn't it, Keith Curl? You know, the results haven't been amazing. You know, it's been a bit, it's been a bit up and down. I thought, I thought when he came in that. It was just going to be really dull, and you know, because there was nil, there was nil nils, and there was one nils and one ones, and and I think since then it's 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 probably gone in some ways back to how it was. But we do we do look a 
he looks like he knows how to set a side up. Um, he's just simply hasn't got the personnel to do it, has he? Yeah, That's no. the issue. You yeah, know, exactly. square pegs in round holes. So you, doing, you're going to end up getting the yeah, doing exactly. the best gonna, with what he's got at the end of the day, isn't he? I mean, you don't always yeah. need a, a team of great players. I mean, look at Morecambe. Look at where they are. Look at their God, squad. Yeah. They all seem to be grafting and, and playing for the manager. Yeah, well, they have to be able to buy. Yeah, got to be able to buy into to what's happening and 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 be adequate for that system and 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 of a certain level. And once the, that's what it's all about. That's why the manager is such an important role. It's blending the the right players into the right system, getting the right players for the right system, and 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 working all that, keeping them all happy off the pitch. And mm. there's all that stuff that needs to be done. But there, Morecambe have had some consistency, haven't they? That's the thing. Like that's what you know what we've lacked so badly. You know, keeping Kuehl for the sake of consistency, I don't think would, would have been a good idea. I don't think he really had a... I think he was a terrible manager, to be honest. I think I was so desperate for us to have consistency that I was kind of like overshadowing the fact that he was pretty terrible. Um, I'm not... I'm not I, I wouldn't put my house on him making it as a successful manager. I'm sure he'll be... You know, he'll have a career in coaching or something along the line, but he doesn't seem cut out for it to me. But maybe, in- maybe a higher level or something. I, I think the thing I've, I've said this before about Kuehl is I think he expects people to be at the level that he was at, yeah, when he played. And, and you know, he played at a really decent level, yeah. You know, when you're coaching and managing um League Two players and you're expecting Arity. them, to- <laughs> <laughs> Here's, here's, a, here's a question um, that I've thought of now. I don't know what the story is, but do you think that defensive players make better managers at a lower league level than attacking players? And is there any precedent for that that you can think of? You know, like, because defenders tend to be a bit more the simpler type of, you know, they, they read the game differently. They have a different approach to it. It's more about doing simple things, being solid, being organised, maybe being a bit more effective at a lower level way and the, a bit less flair, whereas attacking players are a bit more... Do you know what I mean? I think maybe that, that kind of defend, that kind of mindset is maybe better suited to lower leagues than, I don't know. There do could think? be something in that. Could be. I, I think to do, yeah. to do some analysis and see, like, yeah, the, maybe the any of our analytical that... listeners can have a have a ponder over that one. It was just the contradiction between Curl and 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 uh, and Kewell that was that, that yeah. came to mind. Midfielders all the way, Shez. yeah, find a balance, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, again, it's a fair it's a fair argument to be honest. I think you do think about the game slightly differently, um, you know. When you, I guess, you you play in different positions on the pitch in front of you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do do here's another one. Um, Do more defensive-minded players become managers than attack-minded players? If you think of the, do you know what I mean? And and like you said, Adam, maybe it's something to do with the the way that you see the game, or that you have to manage the game the further back on the pitch that you are. Well, goalkeepers, goalkeepers see the yeah. whole match, and how many goalkeepers do you see as managers? This is That's true. A good point. I think, yeah, so... sure, not many. <laughs> Dino's <laughs> off. <laughs> he was a decent manager. I'm sure there. I'm sure there are others. Yeah. Yeah. Have a th- there you go. That's that's something for a future podcast. Have a look into it and 
we'll we'll, we'll go away, do our research, it. and we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll put that put that contingency fund on hold. Yep. <laughs> We've got some real work to do. Yeah, real work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really care where they played on the pitch as long as they can, uh, as long as they can do the job as a coach, as a manager. Um, so yeah. I, I hope that, that I hope that Curl stays. To be honest, um, I really don't know who else is going to come in to be able to do <laughs> any better at the end of the day. No. Um, so interestingly, did you hear his interview where he said about players playing for contracts and for the future and things mm. like that, and he and he, and he slipped in a perspective. You know, perspective. You, even you could be playing for prospective suitors and you. Did he say new owners or did he just suitors say of the club? Of, yeah, suitors yeah, of the club it. or something. He said that was a little cryptic thing he threw in there. Slip of the tongue, or if he got his words wrong, or ah, mm. uh, look. I mean, but like we've just touched on it before. Like, I, I would not be surprised if if Abdallah was looking for people to buy the club off him. Um, well, if if he's not, he should be. Yeah. Definitely a yeah. time to be looking for an alternative now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If if Abdallah, this is going to sound quite, this is going to come back round on itself. But if Abdallah was Abdallah's chairman, they'd have sacked him by now, big time. Yeah, we're just acting within the first three months. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, about. I think I, it, I don't think this, as long as you're not related, because you know, course. if you're related, if you're related to Abdallah, you my mistake. Yeah, My mistake. Got a little, got a little bit of nepotism flying around. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's. He, I think the time, the time is, is definitely. You know, he, he, we're getting to the end of the season now. Just, just leave us be. You know, <laughs> you've you, you've you've tried your best. I hope, Jesus. Um, <laughs> tried his best to do what? <laughs> take us yeah. under. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just. There's not really. I mean, even when you look at like um, the interview that he did with Mikey earlier on in the year, like that was his opportunity to, you know, try and get fans back on board, really give us something that we can really believe in and give us something different. And it was, you know, we come, we just all were just like, you know what I mean? There's yeah, nothing. Nothing was there. And, and that was his opportunity. And again, we've, you know, we've got all the sponsors walking away. We've got all this, all this stuff going on. When we hear nothing, do we? There's just no effort to try and make us feel any better. We're just left to brew, wonder, speculate, rumour, moan, do all these things. With There's absolutely no effort to make us if feel it, any better about the future, no. is there? If there's or a positive, if there was a positive to take from it all, it'd be the reaction to Barry Owen leaving. For me, look, look at the on every single social media platform, there was not one person that I could find that was not happy that Barry was going. Someone that's been linked to the failures of this club, whether it was him or not, it's still been a link to the failures of the club for so long. For me, I think that's a positive move. It shouldn't have took something like Abdallah's reign to do that, but you know, a fresh mm. a fresh start under somebody else would yeah. be ideal, yeah. wouldn't it? And it would get yeah. fans involved again. To have nobody involved from any previous regime and a complete fresh start is exactly what people want. We need something to be positive about, and it needs to happen. It yeah. needs to happen. Yeah. 
yeah yeah and then all the exactly. all the good work that's been done you know through push the boundary through you know tr fans coming together and talking and getting more involved as they have been on podcasts on social media there's a lot of good stuff there's a lot of that word potential kicking about but like somebody that can come in and and and, and bring all that together and and really do that you know not just come in and say oh yeah you know the fan is really important and all this like we hear at the beginning it's just it's just words in it so you know there are a lot of positives going forward it's just like you say adam we need a fresh start and there's we nothing, need to draw a line under it there's nothing i'd love more than for us to to be putting messages out there to get fans to to come back yeah to pack to pack the pack yeah <laughs> That's what packed. we want to do. It's a kind of phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's the other thing as well, is that, I mean, I think it was pointed out to me that that I think since the initial season ticket stuff went on sale, they've not pushed it at all. You know, there was not like a message a week from the club saying, renew your season tickets, you know, before the, before the, um, the early bird finishes. You know, it was just, it, everything just feels so, so static and so stagnant and and like there's just nothing happening you know there's no there's been no real fallout to barry going as there's no been there's been no replacement on the board there's been no sort of ideas about what what kind of direction we want to go in next or anything like that it just seems as though everything's dried up again yeah. um you and know does, and that it, does make you wonder doesn't it that does make you wonder about who's doing what in terms of planning for the future and why they may or may not be doing that you know, yeah. like you say, you, you beat Crawley 4-1, you beat Colchester 5-2. For me, you'd be like pushing season tickets after that. Don't forget, don't forget. Because people people buy, you know, when they're feeling good, oh, this could be all right, this for next season, then they might buy the season ticket. You know, obviously you don't mm. do it off the back of a 4-3 defeat, but just being a bit more sort of responsive. But, you know, we don't know there's what's going on within the club in terms of the the, the, the future. Um, again, the trust yeah. really are the only people that can that can give us an indication of that, aren't they, really, unless the, unless the club come out and tell us officially. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and I think the trust, they're, they're in, a, in, a, in, a, in a better position than we are in the sense of, you know, they've got access to the boardroom that we, we haven't got access to. And, and to be fair, we don't really want access to. We, we, want, we always want that to be that, that fresh air between us and the club because that's that's just how we want it. You know, I think that in that independence that, that that we've got is the independence, I should say, what is is works for us and we're happy with that. But, but that's, that's, get cred that. that's credibility. That's what you need it for credibility. Because you know, if you yeah. get too close to the club, then how, how that pans out with fans and that kind of gives that room for speculation. You've got to be able to just keep that distance. So, um, and look, I'm not saying it's easy for, for anybody that's on the board or uh, the trust that get that close to the club and have to maintain that relationship with them to, to, to come out and give information that maybe they, the club don't want them to do. So what they say, look, this is our responsibility to do this. This is why we're here. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you have they've to be got brave. To be bullish with it, aren't they? Yeah, they've got to be brave in that situation. Say, look, yeah. we're not accountable to you. We're accountable to the fans. And if this information needs communicating, we have to do it. And it's nothing personal. It's just the way it is. Um, and then, and if and they're not getting access to that, that needs to be put out. Yeah, it's those exactly. small things which show a change. And 
exactly would show fans of their real intention yeah it really would and yeah. you know what let's see what they've got to say when they come on this week we can ask them this and look i think that, that, that a podcast like this prior to them coming on is really useful for them to listen to and listen to what we've talked about today take that on board and come to the interview next week with points ready to make based on what we've said and go, and even gone back through some of the other podcasts that we've done this is i'm speaking directly to the trust now that like, do that listen to it come forearmed give us the information that we've been talking about all the time and ensure that you've been listening sure that you're that, you, that you're paying attention um because these kind of things will do you good we want them to do well we want it to work we want to get behind them so yeah we, we keep making that clear um but it's all down to you know their actions and if they do what we you know then we'll then we will yeah. all of us and, and 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 you know we will do absolutely everything within our power to make it work if we believe in it we'll back it absolutely yeah good stuff that's a nice positive note to end on isn't it <laughs> it's bi- definitely it's, it's beer it's beer o'clock now get out in that sun <laughs> and get, get a beer <laughs> lovely there is that i mean the, the pubs aren't open in ireland yet but i know that they are for outside drinking over there and it must be uh must be nice must be a nice feeling to be able to do something in the in the spring get out in a beer garden and have a few scoops with your mates again most definitely yeah i think i'll probably head out now have a wander and see if there's any beer gardens that'll let me in <laughs> five or a pint around steve's end though isn't it have you got a reputation around there, Steve? Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Not today, mate. Not after last time, Steve. All hanging around in middle-class beer gardens. <laughs> trying, with that, trying with your glasses, putting a disguise on. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah. So, yeah. I've got the one with the moustache on when it hangs down. <laughs> Just have to learn to behave yourself, won't you, Steve? Well, you know, it's been sad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, nice to have you all, all on, lads. Good to see you all. Yeah, nice to see you as well. You. Thanks for and, having us on. Um, we will talk again soon. Absolutely, yeah. Enjoy all your way. afternoon. Enjoy Thanks, yourselves, mate. lads. All the see best. See you later, boys. Catch you later. Bye. 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 The Boundary Park Alert System is a Studio 6 production. It's hosted, edited and mixed by me, Matt Dean, and you can contact me on Twitter at DublinOAFC. If you'd like to get in touch with us or contribute to the show, our email is bpalertsystem at gmail.com and we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at OAFC Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Push the Boundary, you can visit pushtheboundary.co.uk and follow them on Twitter at ptb underscore OAFC. The title music for the show is Delirio by Manchester DJ and producer Starion. You can visit redlaserrecords.bandcamp.com for more info and the latest releases. If you like the show, please do review and subscribe on whichever platform you listen. Thanks for listening. <laughs>